When I was recruited into the special forces, I didn't think much of it. They explained that all we would do was be paratroopers and go behind enemy lines, which at the time sounded kind of cool. Anyways, I was young and willing to take orders. So how did you get assigned to the mission? I was 23 and I was stationed in northern Vietnam where I met the contractors. And who were the contractors? Lieutenant Curry and Colonel Sanma. They had come up to me and gave me the opportunity. When they asked, I listened. It was my first mission, so I thought nothing of it. They took me to the headquarters of the base. Man, I know it's weird, but it seemed like it had a very long hallway. Like It felt like centuries had passed before we actually got to the meeting room. When we finally did, they sat me down around this large, round table. They told me if I didn't want to do this mission, I would have to back out now before any details were given. And you know, and the strange part is, I know they talked to me about the mission, but I don't remember. I don't remember anything about our briefing. Why? I don't know. And so, what was the mission? Oh, I'm taking a big risk here telling you. You know that, right? You know, if I tell you, you might not see to live tomorrow. I'll take my chances. They had told me that a CIA cargo plane had crashed near a village in Vietnam a week ago. The cargo plane was carrying a secret biochemical weapon. It was called Bluegrass. Our mission, go in and recover the weapon and take out anybody who was in our way. The mission was announced as Operation Forest Fire. So how did you get to the village? I was taken with three other men, Jen, Tret, and Barbet. We went by Humvee to a city called Da Nang. Then, from there, we traveled by foot about 15 miles into the jungle. How long did it take you to travel to the village, though? Oh, it took about a day. As we journeyed further into the jungle, I began to feel almost constricted, like the air was being taken out of me. I also had a feeling that somebody was breathing down my neck, or somebody was staring at me. And finally, when we began to get closer to the village, we noticed very peculiar things. Like what peculiar things? Well, the outside had stakes, with bodies, as well as other bodies laying around. When we saw the bodies, we just realized what kind of shithole we were caught in. And were the villagers friendly? When we entered the village, you could smell the rotten flesh in the air that was coming from a burn pile inside the village. I ended up seeing my breakfast by first glance. So did Tret. And to this day, I'm surprised the others didn't throw up either. All around, bodies of women and children were laying around. Like, they were trash. No burial, just tossed to the side like dog shit. So who had killed the villagers? When we saw the bodies, we had figured that the Viet Cong had passed through. We checked the bodies, but oddly enough, Viet Cong bodies were laying on the ground. What did you do with the bodies? Well, we couldn't really do anything. 
though my heart told me to do something. My brain was focused on the mission, nothing else. And as we were about to leave, we heard cries. Cries? From who? They came from a girl, sounded no older than six. The cries seemed to be coming from a nearby hut. We went to investigate, and as we gained closer to one of the only standing huts, the cries became sadder and more demented. And when we finally reached the hut, it sounded like she was in your ear, crying and crying. I opened the flap to the bamboo hut, and I saw a small girl. In front of her lay a mangled body. The body was of a woman. Her black matted hair and foggy gray eyes had sent a shiver down my spine, along with a pool of blood surrounding the woman. The girl was on her knees, staring at her. I slowly walked to her, and as the moaning and crying had gotten louder and louder, I could almost feel evil. You know, the kind of evil that only Satan himself would give off. Now, my fellow soldiers had warned me before I even went in there that we couldn't help the girl. But I ignored them. There was something about her that was hypnotizing me. See, I was drawn to her. When I was about two feet away, the crying stopped. I finally opened my mouth and I asked, Are you okay? She stood up slowly and turned around. Half of her right cheek was missing, revealing nasty and bloody teeth with flesh still in between. Her eyes were pitch black and full of darkness. Her skin on her arms had seemed to be slowly rotting away. Her nose was missing, and her hair was, was full of pores and lops of bald spots. When I slowly began to back away, she then looked straight at me in the face and whispered. And as the soft whispers filled my head, I saw images. Images of what, Mr. Wood? Of evil. Just pure evil. Images of young, mutilated children. Cannibals, monsters, demons, killers. And so what happened next? She screamed. Screamed so loud it almost made my ears bleed. I closed my eyes and I fired my weapon. My bullet was followed along by my crew's bullets as well, with the sound of penetrating bones and flesh. And we then realized our mission wasn't even half done. Wow, that's horrifying. Yeah, well, tell me something I don't know. So, what did you do after the village? Uh, well, we followed the map that had been given to us by the contractors. We were about 20 miles away, and since it was already dark, we decided to just rest until tomorrow. After our tents had been pitched, we started a fire and ate our MREs. That night, we hadn't said a word. We just sat there with the girl haunting our thoughts. We went to sleep early that night. It was around 4am when I heard noises outside my tent. It sounded like footsteps which made me believe it was most likely an animal of some sort. 
But in the back of my head, I had a feeling of whoever was there was somebody that I would regret seeing. So then I grabbed my rifle. I pretended I was ready, but I had no idea. Who was it? Mr. Wood. Um, there were three people. All were naked and looked pale, like they hadn't seen daylight in their lives. All three were men. The men had no hair, and their teeth had pointed out of their mouths. They seemed to have no ears. Their eyes were pitch black, and they had crawled on all fours. They had their heads in the air, just smelling for us. They were coming to hunt, and so I slowly took out my rifle. I put the barrel through the unzipped portion and fired. The bullet hit the woman in the head. The others quickly turned and noticed me, which forced me to fire upon the three men. I hit all of them. The others immediately jumped out of their tents and came out with their guns. They asked me what it was, and all I could do was just stare at the three bodies. What did they say about that? Well, they were as creeped out as I was. But for some reason, I decided to cut off their heads. Why? Well, the voices had told me to. Then what did you do with the heads? I put them around my belt. What happened after you decapitated them? We decided to keep guard until morning. And when morning came, we traveled first thing. How far was the objective? Well, from where we were, ten miles away. As we traveled, hours had passed. When we got to the objective, we were confused. How come? Well, there was no plane. Well, we saw nothing, just jungle. Thinking we were off, we headed further in, which was probably the stupidest idea I could think of. And how was that? We got lost. We tried turning around, retracing, hell, anything we could think of. And then what happened? Well, we were trapped in the jungle. After about two days, we snapped out of denial. We accepted we were trapped, and we began to dig holes, which is where we would sleep in. Just in case we died, we would die in our graves already. Every night, the voices of the owls hooting and all the other inhabitants come to life as we went to sleep was troubling. I just felt like I was being watched. Like you did when you first arrived? Yes, exactly like that. So, what happened while you were in the jungle? With our rifles, we were able to hunt, mostly birds, but after a week the ammo slowly deteriorated. Within two weeks, we had made spears to catch animals, but to our dismay, there were no animals that liked to come across us. Night after night, I would hear her whispers flood my mind, and I would see the images in my head. Every time I would see an image, one of my men died. Barbet was first. He died of the flu. Jen died of a mosquito bite, and Tret... What happened to Trey? Well, he was going to look for help. He never came back. 
Where did you put the bodies of your squad members? Um, I don't remember. Mr. Wood, you were in that jungle for five years. I mean, you must have known where you buried the bodies, because we didn't find them in their graves they dug. I don't know where they went. What did you do in the jungle? I mean, for instance, how did you survive? At night, I would hear the monsters that attacked our camp, and I would hunt. You would hunt? Well, anything. Mostly gophers. I caught more than I could count. Days, months, years passed. I became an animal. Every time I would sleep, if I did sleep, I would hear the voices and the whispers, and see the images. I was still a kid. What was the last thing you remember in the jungle? I was sleeping. Dark had come, so I slept in my ditch. As I slept, I heard the footsteps of the monsters. I quickly grabbed my spear and climbed the nearby tree. And as I waited, they came closer and closer, till finally, they were right beneath me. There were three of them. This was odd, because I saw more than that usually. It didn't matter to me, though. I just dropped down and speared the one in the middle. It spewed through his neck, and the two others tackled me. I laid there fighting, but then I was hit with something. And then I ended up here. Mr. Wood, I think I need to tell you something. What? The village you came across, there was no village. It never existed. And you were found with the heads of Jen, Barbat, and Tret. Also, for five years, children, women, and men have been going missing. For five years now. All going into the path of the jungle. Over 200 people, Mr. Wood. Do you know where you are, Mr. Wood? No. You're at the Trennan's Hospital for the Criminally Insane. You've been here for three months. Do you know who I am? No. I'm someone that will tell you the truth. I'm the one that exposes our dark, hellish world we live in. You were drugged, Mr. Wood. They brainwashed you for an experiment known as Operation Sanity. I'll get this story out, Mr. Woods. I'll make sure this interview is heard. At that moment, I had shaken his hand and thanked him for the interview. Now, for obvious reasons I cannot disclose, Mr. Wood's name or my name, what you read here is a true interview. Please read, repost, before this is taken down. We deserve the truth. Sincerely, Anonymous Journalist.